Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. David Choate joins us. I'm not sure if Choate wants to tell us his middle name. Afternoon. Morning to you, Choate, rather. Morning, David. Yeah. Yeah, good morning. Nothing too uh, mysterious in my middle name. Anthony, uh, David Anthony. Anthony. There you go. Yeah. Tony. Yeah. So, Boring. Saint Tony. Yeah. Big Tony. 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 Brilliant stuff, Jody. All right, plenty of uh, action off the field, isn't it, David, as we count down to the Champions League and comings and goings in the world of football. You've got Saudi Arabia throwing huge money around, not only in golf, but in football with, what, um, Ballon d'Or winner Karim Benzema off, uh, N'Golo Kante, of course, you know, hard at those Chelsea and Leicester EPL winning sides. They tried to lure Messi, Modric. Apparently they've nationalised the top four clubs in Saudi Arabia meaning the government now funds those four clubs. Uh, David, and last time I checked, Saudi Arabia has a lot of money. Um, they're quite keen to to make it a legitimate competition, aren't they? Um, Ronaldo going earlier. Can they actually achieve it? How many great players from around the world would we need to pay attention to it? Well, money can't buy your love, Daniel, but it can buy you a whole lot of love, and can it? So uh, I would suggest that the Saudis, if they want to chuck money at stuff, there's no shortage of that. Um, and, uh, you know, how much is too much? Uh, Messi turns it down, but Messi's in the unique position of sort of having uh, the world at his feet, literally. Um, I, would, uh, I would be surprised if there would be many others who would have the, the wherewithal to turn down some of the money being offered out of the Saudi. It's this manufactured sport again, isn't it? Um, does it buy you the sort of uh, the, the, the heritage? It can't do that. Uh, does it buy you the fandom? I'm not sure it can do that. I think you you really need some of those things that are off the field and a bit more uh, uh, sort of secondary to the playing of the game to make it a full experience for mine. Yeah, uh, Tony, if you don't mind me calling you Tony. Yeah, it's something that actually later on I'm going to talk about rubbing me up the wrong way, but when you talk about that, I feel like you need to have an affiliation to the city or the country or the franchise that you're playing for. If you don't, then it just it feels watered down and you lose that passion and that fandom that you're talking about. Yeah, I think there's an emptiness to it. I mean, uh, run into a fan of uh, Doncaster, of uh, Gillingham. They are passionate about their, their Gills and they're, they're passionate about uh, their little town, their football club. Uh, and they'll turn out uh, come hell or high water. The manufactured game, I'm not so convinced that it captures the imagination. It'll attract some sponsors' dollars. It'll get some revenue. But will it ever have the same sort of uh, passion and energy that is created when you've got people who really love their side? As you pointed out, Lionel Messi turned down all that money. Uh, all that money. Granted, he, I think he got forty million euros from PSG last <laughs> season, so he's doing all right. He, he he's doing all right. But how big a a bigger get for the MLS into Miami, yeah. the home of Messi. Yeah, massive, uh, really good. Um, and again, I think uh, lifestyle will suit Messi out that uh, neck of the woods. It'll be a place where he can really sort of uh, be put out to pasture in, in, in some real style. Um, it's a, it's a, 
a career that has been glittering and ending in uh, the US. And uh, if you think about history, did Pelé go the same way? Yes, he did. Um, they they finished their their uh, the greatness in what is uh, I think universally accepted as sort of the land of the free and the home of the brave. Um, I think uh, Messi will enjoy his final stri- time to strut his stuff out uh, at Inter Miami. Well, you're on SCNZ Saturday session. You're listening to David Anthony Choate um, about everything football. So, Tony, where, I asked uh, Daniel McCarty this question. I said, where would he want to end his broadcasting career? Where would you as a footballer want to end your football career? Where's the ultimate place in City, do you think? Yeah, well, it, it, I mean, it, it's hard when you come from this side of the world where football isn't as sort of uh, universally loved, but... Uh, if you could end it uh, having strategy stuff on the biggest stages in the world, I don't think there'd be a sort of a better place than perhaps Miami, uh, not a bad place. Certainly it has some appeal over the Emirates or the Saudis. I, I think um, the lifestyle that will be created out there will be, it'll be fine. Um, it, it'll be gentle football. Um, it'll be uh, a nice place to sort of head off into retirement. And as well, it'll put him in the uh, sponsors' windows for a massive market. So he'll make some bucks as well. So uh, not that that's an issue. But for me, yeah, I think uh, a gentle a gentle finish in the state sounds pretty uh, pretty appealing. <laughs> well, there, there was um, the former opening bowler from Australia, Brett Lee. He spoke about Dwight York's finish in uh, um, Sydney, obviously. And he said... He came, he saw, he conquered. <laughs> there were quite some parties yeah. there, and I'm sure that Miami would be the sort of city. And in fact, there's Major League Cricket there coming up, so that might be a sort of place that uh, cricketers might end up. But I think you're right. Uh, speaking to Daniel McCarty, there does seem like... Uh, or Miami seems like a great finish to your career. Yeah, I mean, lifestyle, um, the sun shines there plenty. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's got appeal, and he's got enough money in the bank to buy himself a a reasonable digs, I would imagine. He'll, he'll be he'll be living the high life in Miami. That doesn't sound too bad, does it? Indeed. Let's get to some action on the field this weekend. Uh, Manchester City up against Inter Milan in the Champions League final. Manchester City looking to uh, mirror the historic uh, Man United treble winning side from a number of years ago, a generation ago. Just a battling club, Manchester City, of course. You know, uh, only, only owned 81% by a nation state themselves and you know, that struggling uh, private equity firm, Silver Lake, owning 18%. And don't forget, the Chinese government also owns 1% of Manchester City through one of their own private investment funds. But all jokes aside, on the, on the field, David, they have been simply extraordinary, haven't they? And their ability to win in a, in a number of ways, probably what sets them apart from maybe a different iteration of Pep Guardiola's City side. Would you agree with that? Yeah, simply the best, Daniel, they are. There's no question about that. They, uh, they are a side that will go down as one of the greats. Um, the one thing that's missing, and missing for Pep, is the uh, trophy he plays for tomorrow. Um, and uh, it's been a long wait. I think it's the seventh time at the big dance, isn't it? Uh, without picking up a win, uh, this is going to be uh, the crowning moment. If both teams turn up, um, as you say, the wherewithal of Man City and the talent that they have at their disposal, um, this should be a Man City win. If they win, are they the best English club side? Because people love those debates, um, don't they, David? I, I, I'm sort of yawning as I say it, uh, because I, I find these sort of questions a little bit boring. But uh, I, I can just see the headlines throughout all the sort of uh, tabloids in the UK. Is this the greatest uh, English club side ever? Yeah, well, as far as I'm concerned, Muhammad Ali was the greatest, so that's the end of that. 
Um, but the greatest discussions <laughs> are always one, one for the pub. Um, you know, uh, are they the greatest of all time? Well, they're the best going around at the moment. They're playing football yeah. that is uh, really attractive to watch. And even the FA Cup final last week, which I don't think was the finest game of football, they were clearly the better side. Uh, and they squeaked through with a result. You know, not a, not a hammering by any stretch, but they are capable of uh, towering up anybody in world football, as we saw on the way through in this competition. They are a very good side when they're at their best. Um, are they the best ever? Why not? They're the best now, aren't they? Yeah. Well, what about Inter, Mil- um, Inter Milan? Is it a, it's sort of a free hit, bizarrely, for them? No one's really expecting much, well, outside of Italy. And those inside the Italian football circles are probably crying out, going, this is a cup side that, that does extremely well. They're very hard to beat in cup competitions. Just look at their, their trophy cabinet. They, they can win games like this. Uh, do, you, do you see it as yeah, well, a bit Italian, of a free hit for them? Yeah, in some ways. Italians um, love cup football. It's um, that do-not-lose mentality that Italy can uh, conjure up. Uh, Italians are the masters of uh, keeping sides away from their goal. They'll do well to keep um, Man City away from their goal, but... Their manager, Inzaghi, was under pressure, wasn't he? During the year, they, they got beaten, I think, up to a dozen times in the Serie A competition, so they're beatable. Uh, they got beaten by some pretty ordinary sides on the way through. Uh, they've run into a little bit of form late on, and I watched all their goals, Daniel, um, in this competition. They possess a threat from the cross. Um, they definitely get the ball wide and swing it in, and they've yeah. got you know, target men who can receive and turn in the box and swivel and shoot and score, so they... They aren't without their own threat, but I think if they're going to get anything out of it in what is a match no one's expecting them to win, it'll be one of those tight ones. It'd be great if they scored early for me as a neutral. If they score early, that'll make it very difficult for Man City. Hey, uh, Tony, tell me about Erling Haaland. If he was not playing for Man City, would they be as dominant as they have been this year? Is it a one-man band? No, I, I don't buy it. I, I think, yeah, look, he's a freak. He scored 50-something goals uh, this season, which is phenomenal. He's been amongst it, and he's capable of sort of the outrageous goals. He's, he's, he's a pest. He's a brute. He's a, he's a Viking. He's, he's all of that. But as we saw in the FA Cup final, if he doesn't score, they've got plenty of others who can. Um, they are talented across the park. Uh, if you look at their side, um, you wouldn't want to be going up against them. You've got the likes of De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, um, Jack Grealish doesn't get the goals, but he's certainly amongst the assists. But they've got enough threat going forward. Um, Gundogan, who we saw with the goals in the FA Cup final, they've got enough quality. They're not a one-man side. Um, keeping Haaland quiet will be the key to the game for Inter, no question about that. But they can't spend all their time watching Haaland when you've got those others around them. Oh, the sandied here. David Choate from back in the day. Left foot, great left foot like Erling Haaland. Amazing hair like Erling Haaland back in the day. That's where the comparisons end. Though, right, Tony? Yeah, yeah look, we wouldn't put uh, those two players in the same sentence in any, in any sense. But uh, I tell you what, he, he, is, he is a force of nature. I, he runs like the wind. He's got a stride twice the size of anybody else's. And I tell you, if he was bearing down on you, you'd know about it. Uh, he is a real frightening, frightening player when he's, when he's going good. But as we saw in the FA Cup final, he can be kept relatively quiet on any given day. You're a good man, Dave. You got a prediction? Go on, give us a scoreline. Oh, I, I think Man City, I think they might do it easy. I think they might go in style. Um, but you can't let me go, Daniel, without talking about the Hammers. I've got a 34-year-old son on the other side of the world who I remember crying into his uh, pillow in 2006 when they, they failed to beat that Liverpool side in an FA Cup final. 
but they finally had their day in the sun, the Hammers. So uh, to all the Hammers fans out there, champions of Europe conference, you know what you are. That is fantastic. And give my best to Adam. He's waited a long time, and <laughs> Hammers fans have waited 58 years. Fantastic stuff. Thanks, Tony. Go well. Cheers, Tony. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah cheers, guys. David Anthony Choate joining us there.